Hello, beloved. How is everyone doing today? I pray that you are well. As a matter of fact, let's just start in prayer today. Heavenly Father, we we ask for your presence, Father God, to boldly, boldly go before us. Father, I yearn. I yearn and I'm jealous, Father, of Israel having the, the cloud before them during the day and the calm of fire at night that they could follow. That they had no doubt that they were always following you. Lord, today as we talk about our identity, about who we are, Father, in you and what we do, how that makes us, God, Father, I pray right now that you pour into every single person listening. That you help us understand that we are enough in you. We are not less than because of our jobs or our circumstances. We are full in Jesus. So Father God, today I just pray for that presence that overwhelming presence to be who we are, what we are, and what we always strive to be. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! What a day, huh? Man, I hope you were able to join us out at the Ridgecrest Cycle Park today. Uh, we had Josh Mosman, Michael Del Fonte couple other riders out there just uh, tearing up the track, sharing their faith, and allowing truly God to move. It's exciting to me to see God move. For young racers to be able to use the gifts that God's given them for his glory. To know that, that God has a desire for us to do the best we can do with what he's given us. A lot of times we we think if we press hard enough, if we if we if we do more, that we'll be able to impress God. That maybe he'll give us a, a, a deeper a deeper thought, a deeper meaning, a deeper understanding of who we are. But guys, today we're gonna talk about how. God made you just the way you are. And yes, we can work and we can train and we can learn. But do not forget just the simple gifts that Jesus Christ gave you the moment that you said yes. Let's not forget the filling of the Holy Spirit, which is more than enough. Because honestly, that's that's who we want to strive. That is that is how we want to strive. To be filled and be enough in Jesus. I mean, we're just kind of really starting to get into what it means to have an identity in Christ. 
And I'm so happy that Josh shared his testimony today with what God has done in his life and how God provides. It's a hard conversation because it's our nature to do all the work ourselves. One of the most misquoted verses in the Bible is, it's not even the Bible at all. It says, God helps those who help themselves. Have you ever heard that? I grew up, my grandpa would say that all the time. God helps those who help themselves. You got to work hard and do all this stuff. But he used it the most, like right before dinner, when he would sneak a, a cookie or some bite of lasagna or something from my grandma. God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> grandpa Fred, he was a hoot. He was a hoot. But that's not anywhere in the Bible, just so we're clear. I mean, is there some wisdom to that? Sure. Is there some practical use to that statement? Absolutely. But that's not the Word of God. Us Americans are literally obsessed with things and money. We somehow associate things with wealth and success. I think my obsession with hoarding musical instruments and, and um, quad parts, uh, it really comes from a time in my life when I was poor. When I first got out of the Navy, man, I, I struggled. I took whatever job I could get. Sometimes I worked 18 hours a day just to pay the bills. I would hold on to anything just in case it had some value. But honestly, when I think about my heroes in the Bible, Jesus, Paul, they had very little. I love when the chosen where Jesus is setting up his camp and he has like a few tools, a bedroll, some clothes. That's his possessions. That's all he had in this world. And yet, he is the creator of the universe. That hit me this week and I'm thinking, oh man, I got to start getting rid of stuff. I got to start letting things go. Because if I want to be Christ-like, I can't worry about things. I can't. I just can't. I really want to get to that place where I only keep what I need to survive. That honestly, I'm just doing what I do to live another day to preach the gospel. That that's enough. That is what I strive for. God has poured his favor on us because of the cross. When Jesus gave his life for us, it allowed us to become heirs, to come into adoption as God's children and to be, to be children of the promise. This is Galatians 4, 
I'm going to read verses 6 through 7. It says, Because you are his sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. Just soak that in for a second. Let Holy Spirit speak to you right now. You are a child of God. You are an heir. My father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He has streets of gold. He has thrones made out of jewels. He does not want. He does not need. And we are heirs to that. understand that. When we call upon the name of Jesus, when we make him the Lord of our life, a transformation takes place. God places our hearts of stone and he exchanges them for hearts that are open to his word, open to his spirit, open to his presence. And Jean and I have been blessed with amazing daughters. Each of our children has their own certain spark, their own light, a gift from God that allows them to be unique. It allows them to have their own special place in our heart. That is how God feels about us too. No two humans are the same. And each of us has our own little trait that God adores. And he wants to grow. He wants to grow those unique gifts, those unique traits into a functional part of his kingdom. But uh, along comes the world. The world we live in today tells us how we have to dress how we have to act how we have to be like they don't want us to be the same the world wants us to compare ourselves against each other the world wants us to go they have more than you. That's not fair. You have more than them. You're blessed. It's this constant diatribe in our mind that, that tells us that we are less than or we are greater than. But you see, in God's eyes, 
we're equals. No matter our status, no matter our checkbook, no matter our credit card, no matter what car we drive, what home we own, we are equals. God made us equals. Uniquely different, but the same in his eyes. When we compare ourselves to the world, it, it cheapens that gift, that spark that the Father gave us. Because now we are judging our talents against other humans, not against the creator of the universe. Now the foot is saying he is less than the hand. The eye does not see its worth compared to the ear. Every single part of the body is required in order for us to function properly. No one should ever feel less than because of the role that God has given them. I want you to hear that. I want you to understand that no matter who, what, when, where, and how, in Christ we are equals. We all have a role to play. We all have a place in the kingdom. That should give you joy. This is 1 Corinthians. I'm going to read a lot of this because this is the whole message today. This is 12, 14 through 16. I'm sorry, 14 through 26. It says, Even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear would say, Because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body every one of them just as he wanted them to be if they were all one part where would the body be as it is there are many parts but only one body the eye cannot say to the hand I don't need you and the head cannot say to the feet I don't need you on the contrary those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable and the parts that we think are less honorable, we should treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need to know special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part should rejoice with it. Yeah. Do not get lost in keeping up with the Joneses, amen? Don't worry about what part of the body you are. 
We need to learn to rejoice in just being part of the body. Being grateful that that is who we are. That we get to be part of the body. Don't let the world convince you that you have to act or do things to fit in. As a Christian, we are never going to fit in. And we are never going to be seen as normal. I rather like it when people say, I am weird or strange. I'm sure that Jesus was called many different names. Remember what it says in Romans 8.17. It says, Now if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If we indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Yeah. We are going to share the sufferings. If any pastor ever teaches you that your life is going to be great once you know Jesus, turn around and get out of that church. Don't go back. Because one thing I will promise you about a walk with Jesus Christ is you're going to have bad days. The world is going to get you down. You're going to be humiliated. You're going to be made fun of. We are going to suffer in order that we may also share in his glory. We need to understand that and we need to be okay with that. Because when these days happen, when these roles come our way, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> now, if you guys listen, you couldn't see that, but I did the whole, you know, what up movement. <laughs> bring it on. I want us to be prepared. Now, does that mean that our life is going to be horrible? No. Does that mean as Christians we are going to be tied to the whipping post the rest of our life? No. The Bible is adamant that we are being blessed in Jesus. Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms in every spiritual blessing in Christ. Hmm. Thank you, Father. Thank you. He has blessed us in the heavenly realms. He has blessed us in the heavenly realms. And I know some of you are going, Okay, Jay. Sounds like you're saying that when we die, we will be blessed. That our life in Christ is not based upon blessings here on earth, but upon what God has in store for us during eternity. I am. <laughs> That's exactly right. That is what I am saying. But I want you to see the big picture. I want you to understand that while we are strong, and we are storing up our treasures in heaven, we are also learning how to function well here on earth. How to be a team. How to be the ecclesia. How to be the church. Us, all of us, listening, online, podcast. We are the church. 
we, us human beings, we are the ecclesia. That is always what the Bible is taught. We get so wrapped up in buildings and things. But that's never been God's plan. We, the church, we function. We go out. We share the gospel. We. We have to be a team. And it's important that we all encourage one another and learn how to work together in unity. Hebrews 3, 13 through 14 says, But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Our victory has to be about what we do in Christ. How well we completed our task, completed our tasks here in our life on earth. Will we have what we need? Of course we will. I mean, God takes care of the birds. We we need to remember that. Not one sparrow. Amen. I love what the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 15. It says, A rich man's wealth is in his strong city. Now it goes on to talk about poverty. But let's just talk about the idea that our wealth is in our strong city. Can you imagine our city, your city, wherever you live, if it was strong because the believers in that town did whatever it took to take care of the lost, the hurting, the marginalized. Our wealth is in a strong ecclesia, a strong church, a strong tribe. That is where our wealth is. That is what the Bible said in Acts 2. They took care of each other. No one was left behind. The tribe took care of each other. Let me tell you guys, my tribe, <laughs> they take care of each other. Financially, spiritually. I mean, there's people that literally cook meals for hundreds. <laughs> when we do funerals down at the lighthouse, we, we feed people. In their worst times. You know what a blessing that is? You know what a blessing it is to be part of a group of people that are doing whatever it takes to heal the lost, to feed the hungry. Yeah, we don't always get it right. <laughs> yeah, we miss some of the marginalized. But we try. We do our very best. We have to live our life in such a way that we are more concerned with the reputation and the condition of our tribe, our friends, our family, more than we're concerned for ourselves. 
When we live our lives knowing that our identity is in Christ, not in wealth and possessions, we discover that we have all that we ever needed. God will bless what we are doing because our mindset is not in ourself, but for the kingdom. We have to live our lives in such a way that, that we receive from the Father. What we receive from the Father is just a conduit. I think of it as like a big funnel, right? this huge funnel and, and the more we capture the more we can pour out that is the kingdom mindset for provisions that is the currency of heaven when we are always pouring into the direction that God is calling us that is how we become more than conquerors in Jesus name Romans 8 31 through 39 we're going to finish here I think this is my last scripture. Yeah. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who, then, is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life. He is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. As it is written, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But no. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any other power. Neither height, nor death, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That, that is our identity. That is who we are. We are in Christ. And no matter what comes along, no matter what rolls our way, we will stand because we do not stand upon our own accord but we stand upon the blood of Jesus we stand upon the cross of Calvary we are all equals at the foot of the cross amen we are more than conquerors in Jesus because he gives us faith and that my friends is enough. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we adore you. We praise you, Father God, for your goodness, for your kindness, for your mercy. We praise you, Father God, for your provisions. And Lord, right now, for anyone listening that, that is struggling, Lord God, I ask that you meet their needs. 
I ask, Father God, that someone can come alongside them. That someone, Father God, can bless them. That someone can give them your peace, your hope, your finances, your wealth, whatever they need, Father God. Let us come alongside each other, Father God, and lift each other up. Let us find ways, Father God, to be able to go forth and be more than conquerors in Jesus' name. That is the call. That is what you've asked us to do, Lord. So no, Father, we praise you. We adore you. We give you all the glory. You are a good Father, and I just thank you, Lord, for loving us and giving us hope in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I love you guys. I pray that you are blessed today. I pray that God does amazing things in your life. I pray that you feel like conquerors in Christ. Guys, if you are blessed, if God has blessed you, I encourage you to give. I encourage you to share. God is a God of more than enough. Amen? Amen. Love you guys. We will talk to you at the races. Hey guys, just want to reach out to you all and encourage you to uh, support those that support us. For us, that means AMS Oil and Company. That means TBT Racing. That means Rad Custom Graphics. Gowie's Custom T-Shirts. Fast Flex Handlebars. Moose Racing. Parts Unlimited. These are the guys that give to us week after week that help us get across the finish line. And guys, I know they will do the same for you. Reach out and uh, help us help you to get involved with some great sponsors. God bless you guys.